Anyway. Welcome to Dean's List. I'm your host, Dean Gatabashi, and we are about to talk to some really interesting people. I don't know. There's something I saw online, so. Get ready. But let's get rolling. Disneyland Paris. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? All right, let's go. One, go. Okay. Thanks for coming, Luke. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. How you doing? I know the the uh, you guys are wrapping de- wrapping up a little bit for this season, the play season, right? Yeah, we've had uh, about six plays happen this season, and there's even one happening this weekend. We're a little bit closer to the mic, okay. yeah, probably like a fist away. Where All right. Pretty good. So yeah, oh, so there's um, yeah, there's still shows happening. A lot of classes end with performances, mm-hmm. so it doesn't it doesn't peter out. It ends with a big. You know, lots of stuff going on all the bang. time. So yeah, ends with a bang. Okay. So just trying to get all that stuff uh, squeezed in, I guess. And uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting place to work. It's an interesting place to be chair of the department because everyone's got a big, interesting personality. So keeping that all like in, in, in a bag, <laughs> <laughs> keeping that in line is very very difficult, but super fun. Yeah. You know, we're actually some of those people with with plays at the end of their classes. Intro to theater. Yeah. Professor Cronin. Nice. You know, we are yeah. thespians. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. We will be doing Hamlet. Doing Hamlet. Nice. <laughs> Very good. We're going to be acting it out. We will be. Wow. This yes. is Horatio right I'm here. I'm Horatio. Oh. I wasn't, we're doing the uh, the opening scene okay. in Guard Tower. I was unaware that Horatio says everything <laughs> he does. in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So Lena has like six lines. Yeah, I got to be with being Francisco. Nice. Yes, and that's it. Great. And then it, is it the whole class, or that's your group? It's our group. That scene? It's our group. Nice. Yeah, so there's, uh, what is it, six of us, maybe? Six of us in that group. And uh, we're going to put on a show. Yeah. We're going to show the people what they're missing. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Handle that Shakespearean language. Dive right in. Something like that. We had our guy, like, Tony. We modernized <laughs> oh, Okay. So we were like, I can't do this. Nice. Too many lines. Yeah, we do, uh, we'll do a Shakespeare here, like, uh, just about every four years. And it's always something that's, like, hard to tackle, right? Right. To figure out, like... <laughs> It says it's English, but it, it doesn't read like a language that I speak. And no I have English to f- I know. Yeah, I have to figure all that out. So uh, so there might be one next year. Uh, one of our directors is thinking about doing one of those. Okay. So. What was the last one you did, last Shakespeare? <laughs> last one was either Hamlet or The Tempest. And I, I would have to go back and see. I think it was Hamlet. Okay. Uh, and it was like a deconstruction Ooh. of Hamlet. And so it was like different people played Hamlet at different times and okay. uh, got a little theatrical with it. Uh, it was pretty cool. How does that work? Um, you know, I, because it's Shakespeare, there's no, you know, you can do anything you want, yeah. right? So it's uh, when something's a, a certain age, you can really play with it more creatively. So uh, Scott Cummings, one of our professors, just came up with that idea. So when, you know, a different character, it was sometimes a woman was playing Hamlet, sometimes it was a group of Hamlets talking at once to create a larger effect. But the set, it was in the Bond, which is the small of our, our two theaters, mm. and it looked kind of like it reminded me of like a UFC fight ring right. because it was all like chain link fence and yeah, it was pretty intense. Uh, so that's I mean one of the things I like most about doing what I do is you've got six to eight weeks on working like the most depressing thing in the world and mm. now you're on the most exciting happy thing and so you really get to switch. You know, we were talking about travel before we started doing this. In a way, it's like it's a, it's its own kind of creative travel. Like I'm gonna, I think about that a lot when, before I pick a show. I'll be like, do I want to live in that world for eight weeks? You know, do I do I? Because you're gonna be going home, you're gonna be thinking about it all the time. It's, it's bipolar depression, is what right. it is. <laughs> it's, it's, exactly it's, right. it's deciding right. how happy you want yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, God, do I want to be that sad for? Uh, I not this year, but last year, I did a, a show that I wrote called Dreadful, and it was a series of these um, like gothic. Uh, sort of scary stories from mm. England and they were called like Penny Dreadfuls at the time so like there's a little vampire thing a little Frankenstein thing so as a person who never watched horror like like horror movies I don't want to be jump scared I don't want any of that so I had to like do a whole bunch of months where I was watching like any scary movie that someone would say like go watch that I was like watching it to take notes on it it was miserable you know, just, you said it yourself. You can do whatever play you want. You yeah. could have just not done that. Yeah, I know. I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, oh, you know, we can do it near October. It'll be really good. It'll be fun. So it was. But I ended up, you know, giving myself an intense lesson on, like, horror. So the suspense I like. And it ended up being really cool. And we had a really good time with it because okay. it was something our students hadn't done. But next year I'll do something happy. Maybe. It'll be may, really may, great. Uh, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Was that one in the Bond Theater, too? No, that was on the main that stage. Was the main yeah, and then this year I did Curious Incident, which you guys were both kind enough to see. Um, and that was exciting for a different reason. I, I think I try to take to heart 
uh, that sort of idea of like do something that scares you a little bit. You're a lot bit. taller than me, so oh, like, sorry. <laughs> okay, got it. No, when I was adjusting it, I was like, this is Dean height. Got it. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, do something that definitely stretches me at least so I don't end up doing just the, like, the same things the same way that I do them. So um, writing something, I, I mean, I thought I was going to throw up every time that something was happening on stage because you're like, ultimately, you can't blame somebody else, else, right? Like, you, you wrote it, so that was one. But then Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, you know, a story about a neurodivergent um, person and wanting to get that right, sort of to, to ring true to an audience without it being offensive mm. was super, super important. And especially with the ultimate idea of, you know, telling this very well-known story. Now, I mean, not everyone has read the novel, but the novel certainly has this really big following. Yeah. So to tell that story accurately, and um, we had a lot of people who worked on the production who are neurodivergent, but not to the degree that Christopher, the main character, is, because they are you know, here at Boston College functioning in a different way than Christopher, that character, is sort of created as. So giving um, the young woman who tackled that role you know the chance to to work on it uh, i mean i think there were just a lot of rehearsals where we were like are we doing this right mm-hmm. you know is this going to be an effective story the way we're telling it and even f- for me pretty early on i wanted to make sure that we would have the ability to cast uh, a woman if that that was the person who was the most right for the part and so we had to write and we wrote to the playwright and the playwright was like yeah absolutely and then there were a lot of people afterwards which was really nice who commented that they were pleased that Christopher was played by a woman because neurodivergence is something that is across the board. There is no particular greater incidence, male, female, you know, anything, right? right. So to so sort of spread that. So, th- so that was great. And then with that show, when it was created, uh, it was created at the National Theater in London, and there was a group called the Frantic Assembly who were brought in who in act two created, a, the Frantic Assembly is known for like a lot of this huge physicality. Oftentimes it's these lifts where, you know, they're making the person fly around the room like they're wearing a jet pack or, you know, some of the stuff that you saw on the show. And I thought, well, it's, you know, really great opportunity to learn that. I, I tend towards comedy usually, and I tend towards big spectacle shows because right. I find that interesting. So I actually wrote a grant and uh, BC sent me to London this summer and I actually worked with that company, Frantic Assembly. And I'm so I'm 54, and I was thinking, oh, you know, what's the what's the class you can take in the summer where you watch, like you watch other people do it, and you learn it? And they were like, no chance. If you want to come here and learn it, you have to be a participant. So, oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no! So <laughs> I and I was happy to do it, and BC yeah. was sending me. So I I went to the gym for two months every day, just thinking can I even, you know, hang with the people? I was the <laughs> oldest person there. And I mean, there are people who were like one arming, helping like one of their trademarks is like, you put your arm on my shoulder. I put my arm on your hip and I can help you walk across the wall. Just two people, right? And oh, I'm thinking crazy. some human beings can do that. Right. I am not one of those human beings. <laughs> I can't hang. No, no. <laughs> and, and really few people can. They're all very fit members of this company. So it got to the point where I was getting out of bed first thing in the morning in the hotel thinking I gotta go home I can't (laughs) I can't go there today there's no possible way but they were awesome and so we used a lot of those things uh, on the show so that was different and and cool to be able to do that it's crazy how fit some of those like for example like you've been to a circus obviously like the trapeze artists oh yeah single the most fit people on the planet oh yeah yeah their their core strength is ridiculous. It's exactly what all of these people had. Right. And like to, to show up and be like, oh, I'm going to train with this theater company. And be, we were just doing like sit ups and like what I would have called suicides. Well, like that, that's a terrible name, but that's what they called them in yeah. gym when I was little. And just running back and forth thinking, like, who do I think I am right now? <laughs> like, I just wanted to learn a style to throw it in this show. Um, but it was great. And then it was interesting with the cast because, you know, I had this theoretical notion that we're going to pick up this person this way right and then we had to figure out well what can your body do what can all of us you know what can we do together so we ended up with we never really perfected what i would call like the superman fly 
where someone yeah. is like flying, you know, vertically or however you'd say it. Um, but we ended up with this, that jetpack one was a little bit easier for that particular group of performers and um, just all the hectic choreography that was in it and a great team of people who worked on it doing all the projections and so that I, I thought it came off uh, really well but you yeah know. that is a lot of training yeah. for one play is going yeah. the whole summer learning how to yeah. be an acrobat yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and then play. and then bringing it back to the students yeah um, so no yeah. it was cool so next year who knows what but it's, it's nice to like try something different what other types of plays could you do that would utilize that yeah, great question. Uh, um, <laughs> <Next> that, <steps. laughs> that company, I think, thinks they can throw it into just about anything. So I don't know if you've gotten a chance to see it. If you haven't, definitely see it, which is Harry Potter, the Cursed No. Oh, yeah. Starving Child, Cursed Child. 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 Yeah, on Broadway. So they do the physicality for that. And okay. there are things in that show that, I mean, it's really like a magic show plus a play. I saw it on Broadway and mm -hmm. I was like, I've done this my whole life. And there are lots of moments where I was like, no, I don't know how they did that. No. You know, it's so good. But, um, they just did Othello, and they just um, did it. The only set was it was in a pool hall, and so there was a pool table, and they had fights where people were being lifted while fighting. And huh. So they do it all over the place. So we'll see where I can throw it in in the future. I'm right. actually considering um, doing the musical Mamma Mia next year. Oh, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not quite sure how. So there's a time period where that was all anyone did, but right. now it's been long enough that it has. just want it back. Yeah, it has. Yeah. yeah. And I think it'll be a good experience. We're um, going to really focus on making it one of the danciest shows we've ever done. Okay. So get a really good choreographer and try to, you know, put as much. Because our, our students, we do try to think about that, right? It's not just like, you know what I want to do, right? Mm -hmm. We try to think, are we helping them be well-rounded and you know, rent super challenging musically. So they were able to really focus on that. Mamma Mia, less challenging musically, but it's a big hit. Like most people are, when you say Mamma Mia, are like, oh my gosh, I listened to that I soundtrack. I did Mamma Mia. Oh, I did you? Yeah. Who were yeah, you? Yeah, I forgot about that. I was just in the dance ensemble, so I know the all freshman about year the high school? Yeah. Freshman year? Nice. My freshman yes. year of high school. Yes. Nice. So that's good. That our version of that went viral on YouTube. It did. It got like a million views on YouTube. Let's find it. Your ver did you go to the same high school? Yeah, yes. we did. We went to we uh, King Stanford, Connecticut. Oh, together. yeah, yeah. Are you gonna look up? Yeah, let's it see. Behind? It. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I can't we've got wait. like the whole thing. Yeah. I can't wait. Well, it's funny. I've been so two point seven million views. Look at that. Wow. Yeah, hour and forty five minute wow. clip here. Yeah. Yeah. People love 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 the show. Yeah, that was um. <laughs> It was good. Don't get me wrong. It was really I good. I don't know why it got three million views, though. <laughs> be, be perfectly know. honest. It was maybe great, someone though. in it has become oh, famous. Or maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It, so that's so that's you know right now I'm driving home listening mm -hmm. to that on the soundtrack trying to decide like do I want to live in this? Well, that's a happy world. I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't want right? to live in that world. Yeah, that could be really yeah. fun. That could be a fun one. Uh, Abba. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But you know, find out. I think the dance way is maybe the way to make it challenging okay but yeah but when so when we select a season right because we do we start with four main stage shows so mm -hmm. like professor directed or guest artist artist directed then there's one or two shows that are directed by a student who's taken directing then has filled out a form saying like i want to direct and we choose them then we are kind of this umbrella organization that helps out <laughs> these student groups that are independent but they're independent and wonderful and great, but they still need help using all the stuff. And so, right. you know, in the end, in that theater building, there are probably 13 different plays. So wow. we're, we're, for a non-conservatory theater program, and a conservatory would be like a BFA, right. we're huge, right? Okay. So that many shows all happening at the same time is quite a bit. So you can't just step in and be like, I'm doing this. Right. You have to kind of see what everybody else wants to do because there's only so much like, it's more like someone would be like, okay, your show's going to have a big set. Okay, our shows have to have medium to small. Mm -hmm. Your show is a historical drama with yeah. 40 people in it. Okay, maybe ours is modern dress. You know what I mean? We're so doing a one-man Harry Potter show. So yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh -huh. So, yeah, Cut so you it. have to figure out all that stuff and figure it, you know, have it all work out some crazy possible way and still no matter what. And you can use both stages for that, right? right? Bond the right. The Bond Theater is really cool. The Bond is very cool. Very cool. Black yeah. Box. Yeah. Uh, that was, Lena, Lena said earlier we were theater kids at some point. Yeah. I did a couple of plays at a studio that only had a Black Box theater. Yeah. And those theaters I thought were a lot more fun. You should use. come out. You should cry out. 
It's not too late to revisit Mamma Mia. Come back, Lena. Yeah. I would come back for Reprise Mama Mia. There you go. Ensemble Six. Yeah. <laughs> I think yes. there, there's a, a sense which can be true, but isn't always true, that it's a massive time commitment. And I think it depends on the show and your part in the show. And you know that from doing shows yourselves, probably. Right. But I think most of us are very good at. <coughs> knowing um, our students have other very important things to be mm. doing. So I don't, I remember like my high school drama teacher, Carol Thomas, you changed my life, thank you. Um, <laughs> but everybody that was there all the time. Right. Even if we weren't gonna get to your scene anywhere near tonight. And ever, that's so annoying, Right. so disheartening. Right. Like, and if it, that's gonna happen, you're not gonna get that people, people trying out, right. right? It's it's BC, they have a million things to do and all that. So we, I try very hard to break that up. There are 300 like clubs on campus. Right. 300 right. clubs to right. choose from. Right, yeah. and I always think I'm being so good to let them out. Uh, I, I'm actually probably one of the people who auditions, uh, I'm sorry, who rehearses for like the tightest amount of time, okay. very respectful with time, and I'm like, okay, we're getting out at 9.15, now go do your homework, get some sleep, and they'll be like, oh no, I have six meetings after this, and then, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you can only help so much, but um, but there are all layers and levels of things. We have uh, some student-directed stuff. We have sometimes things that are just um, read-throughs, mm -hmm. like you stand up in front of the audience and read something. Musical Theater Wing is a student group that does concertized musicals, so they're just singing through the show. Maybe they only rehearsed like two or three times, so there's all, all sorts of different levels. Right. And I know, speaking of rehearsal, there's also groups like the comedy groups who still rehearse. It's right. improv. Yes. They rehearse for yes. hours. Yes. I, we were talking to, we have a couple of good friends on Fleabag. Yeah. Um, who you are the academic advisor their, for. I'm their advisor and lots and lots of friends who are in Fleabag. I tried out twice. It didn't work out. No, it didn't work out. I'm not bitter. I mean, but uh, they, our, our friends are just constantly, especially leading up to a performance. Oh, they yeah. practice for seven hours a day or something. Yeah for the weekend before and then the entire week leading up to it and then it's improv so I, I, a lot of right, people right, don't right, a lot of right. people don't well, see that well you have to train yeah, so that train in the, the moment improv. it looks effortless but right. no i think some of the student groups are uh, more of a time commitment because there's just that you know we need to do everything we can and there aren't really any rules saying you can't do it all the time right, right? Yeah. so we'll have <laughs> People who, who feel like they can't try out for something because they're in an acapella group and so they can't be in the musical and the da, da, da. so and then you find out it's the acapella group that's taking all the time of right. the end. <laughs> yeah right yeah. so no, they need to figure that. it out for themselves but mm -hmm. but yeah typical BC student doing a million different things Grand. all the time so but yeah come out come out <laughs> for the shows I'll let you know come out the shows. when we're auditioning next year I'll let you know that would be fun yeah. that would be fun, be fun. Yeah. especially those one what was that thing you were talking about just if, uh, reading the scripts in front of the play what is yeah that? so. Um, for instance, so we have a, a thing called, every year called Critical Conversation. So it'd be like a play that just is gonna st start a conversation. That's mm -hmm. really like interesting. So um, this past year, we did a play called The Alabama Story. And it's a, it's a historical play about how in Alabama, I wanna say it was the 50s, um, there was a play, a children's book about two rabbits. Like okay. a white rabbit and a black rabbit. And they ended up, like, having babies. But it like, literally is a picture book for kids. And it was banned in Alabama because it was like a white rabbit and a black rabbit shouldn't be together. So the play is kind of about that and about that period of time and uh, how, um, you know, that books were being banned and all this kind of stuff. So we just read it out loud. You know, you stand in front of a music stand. So you, I think we had, you know, one rehearsal and then we did it. And then, and this year, um, senior Lucy Zhao is um, doing a play called Yellow Face, which was also a novel. Okay. So um, again, and so then usually people come and then there's like a panel after, or at least someone, you know, having a conversation of what that play was about. But also, like I think last year, I don't know, they, you know, they'll just sing through a musical or somebody writes some, they already heard some students <coughs> talking about how like, you could string together a bunch of Taylor Swift songs and have it be like. And something will come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, and something you can make a Taylor Swift Mamma Mia. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A deep, that's my concept, as a matter of fact. Thank you for that. It's a deeply Taylor Swift Mamma Mia. Oh yeah, God, absolutely. Uh -huh. I can't make it, I'm sick that <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so it's a lot of fun. But it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time commitment. You mm -hmm. know, sometimes, especially when you see other faculty members like packing it in at four and going home, and you're like, yeah, I still have 
hours of rehearsal. Six or seven hours ahead of me kind of thing. But it is, Mm. I think, so I, when I was an undergraduate, um, I got very lucky and I did some professional acting. And so for a while I thought, like commercials or like, something like uh, that? I, uh, commercials, I, um, it's like my students tease me. I, was, I only had two lines uh, in a movie called School Ties, okay. uh, which is like Matt Damon and like uh, ben, oh, big ben Affleck and all these people when they were like, you know, younger, yeah. right? Uh, and so for a while I was like, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. Right? Maybe I want to do like that. And I realized, so it was actually it was the strangest year. I didn't mean to jump into my like biography. No, you're fine. Um, Linda's pulling it up as we speak. Oh, In fact, great. we're on your IMDb. Oh, yeah. terrific. Yeah. So um, <laughs> everyone's seeing this right now. So oh, keep going. Brilliant. Yeah. Great. <laughs> great. I don't know who wrote that. So um, I didn't know. I didn't even know. Was there a picture? No. Okay. Um, oh, add it. No. So Sorry. I so I was a senior here, and I I wasn't a theater major because it sort of barely existed. There was uh, it was under communication. So I was communications and English with a concentration in theater, which meant I had no idea what I was going to do upon graduation. So I thought I actually, when I was an undergrad, I thought I was going to forget about this. I thought I was going to be like a reporter, um, in some sort of like war torn area. I don't mean to make fun of that, but I, I pictured that adventurous lifestyle, you know, reporting from some like really dangerous place. And I was working at (laughs) where did that come from? Channel five. (laughs) I probably saw a movie Uh, and said that looks cool. Um, and I had an internship, through the communications department at Channel 5, and there was a guy named Phil Levy, and he was awesome. He was so good to me, and he had actually seen a play that I was in, came to BC, and saw it. And he was like, you're good at that. You're good at that thing. thing. Like, I could tell the way he said it. You should not do that, the other thing. Yeah, and I was like, am I not good at this thing? Like, the journalism thing? I didn't say that. No, he actually, he said, well, let me put it this way. This is awful, I'm just calling myself out as a dullard. (laughs) But he said, name, what do you think? Name 10 senators. I was like, nope. It's like name 10, like just did this for a little while to mm. prove a point. And he was like, you don't care about the actual news. You just like that we do a show <laughs> and you have to put it together in an hour. And you run around like a crazy. That's like us. Right? <laughs> That's just like us. And I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of fair though. Yeah. So I, um, yeah. So I applied to graduate school for that anyway. I applied to graduate school for journalism and I applied to graduate school for theater uh, towards being a PhD. And then I got in um, and I decided I was gonna go to Northwestern in Chicago for, mm. for my masters. But I took a year because I got these two lines in this, in this movie, right? And then, so that was cool. I was like, I'm gonna be famous any minute. And then that like that circus leaves town because they filmed locally, right? And then right. they're gone, and I'm living at home with my mom in Brockton. No offense to my mom, uh, and so the only job I could get since 1991, and I think we we're in like a big recession, um, was working in the Brockton school systems, uh, which was wonderful. But the, it was called Project Climb, and it was kids who had been involved with violent crimes so they couldn't be in the normal classroom so i was like a substitute teacher for kids who had maybe committed murder and maybe you know done all this on the maybe yeah okay so that was a different experience not the fame than the movie experience and like somewhere between the two i was like it's not that and it's not that well what was the movie experience somewhere like what the movie experience was great but i didn't have an agent or anything like I showed up. So we used to get we used to get faxes okay. into the like theater department, and it would be like so it, it is still now. Like I think anyone who wants to get started in acting should be on something called Backstage.com, and you know get your headshot done and send them into. There's only like three places in Boston that you can have it listed, right? Mm. But we got a fax, and it was like college-looking, clean-cut, blah blah blah, right? And I didn't even want to go because I was like, oh, you never get these things. But I was the only guy with a car. Okay. So half we all piled into my car and we showed up for this audition. And what I didn't know was like, I think Brendan Fraser was already cast and he was the lead. And the whole story about it is he's the first Jewish student to go to this like waspy prep school. But we don't know he's Jewish at first. I say we because I ended up playing an anti-Semitic football player. Awesome. So we don't really know, right? But then he revealed, and his coloring is kind of like yours. So we walk in the door and all my friends who were in any way darker than Brendan Fraser, they were like, nope, nope, 
nope. And here comes Jorgensen Milk Toast. And they were like, <laughs> hold on one moment. <laughs> like, come on in here. It was me and a couple of redheads. Um, and so I ended up going through a couple of different stages and I got it. And I think the only thing interesting when I tell people to watch it, I don't think my kids have even watched it, um, is like you have to look over the shoulder of the main characters and there's me in the back, like looking pale. <laughs> Just in the background. So anyway, so um, yeah, somewhere, somewhere in the Jordan's different, <laughs> somewhere in the graduate school, I, I was like, oh, I kind of think I want to teach because I really admired this guy, um, uh, Doc. We called him Doc Marcou, who was uh, pivotal to like my college experience, and so that was Northwestern. And then um, I applied to a PhD program in Boston because I was. This is so. A lot of my motivations, if you look back on them, are not for like someone who has a PhD and isn't chair of a department. Like I picked BC out of all the colleges I got into because there was an attractive tour guide. <laughs> I, like I mean, I, I get it. I remember no, I, thinking I, like, not going to dock. Uh, this the... makes sense. Like yeah, this is great. Went to Colgate, and they were like, if you don't ski and you don't drink hard, you won't fit in here. And I was like, this guy's kind of lame. I went to BC, <laughs> and she was really nice. Uh, wherever you are, I hope you're doing well, whoever you are. And I was like, yeah, yeah, this is cool. So I applied to a PhD program at Tufts University because I was dating a woman um, who was still in Boston, who I married eventually. Okay. And I was like, oh, uh, maybe I'll do that. I'll never get in. So, you know, sometimes you just leave, like, They're the door open. They're not bad reasons. No, They're let's just see what like happens. alternative right. reasons. You know, different. Yeah. yeah, and my first teaching job um, was actually back here. So I was teaching at Tufts while doing a PhD there, and then like there was a job opening here, and I started teaching one class and mm -hmm. one class. So it's kind of embarrassing. Like I've been teaching, if you include part time at BC for about twenty six years. Wow. Yeah. Because makes I think, sense. You're the head of the department. You know the place. I just won't leave. I mean, yes. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> trying to get you to. It's not going to work. No, they do. It's just <laughs> hang around. So that's that's so that's been the moral to the story. Is if you want a job, just hang around the building. And eventually they can't say eventually no to Eventually they start ideas. to pay you. He wants to do a Taylor Swift mama mia. What are we going to fuck? Right. What are we going to do now? What, are what do you do? want you me to do? do? You can't it. tell him to go he away. He lives in the green room. It's, it's too like, late. It's like that beautiful mind movie, but not beautiful. Just, <laughs> he's it's just always. It's just a mind. It's just a mind. It's just mind. It's a terrible mind. There's a brain in yeah. there. We don't know what it's thinking. Yeah. So it's been, uh, yeah, but it's, but it's cool. But yeah, the students... We were talking again about a friend of mine, Chris Hill, who's like the king of podcasts. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and he, you know, was a theater person back in the day. And so many <coughs> students, we have this really great group of alumni who really help out our students because they all feel so good about like they kind of went to BC, but they also kind of went to the University of Rob Sham Theater. Mm, yep. uh, and they have such great memories about it. So so that's really cool to to have been here so long to be able to like. I think we have a face group book with like 900 people in it who all are like alumni right. and they'll you know take people down to new york and um great um this guy named nick scandelios who went to bc and he is the vice president of the nederlander organization which is like the biggest theatrical producer in the world like hamilton's nederlander okay, like everything yeah. and um he went to bc he skypes in and teaches a class for our students, brings them down to New York. They sit in his offices for a weekend and learn about everything that he does, like the financial side of theater. So, yeah, just some great, great alumni, and that's a good part of the job as well. I was going to say, what kind of uh, opportunities do people that are in the theater department here, they typically go after once you, they graduate? Do they use it, like, in, in tandem with finance or, I like, some other a, major? It is a huge mixed bag. Like, as you look over time, I think it's very typical of, like, BC students mm -hmm. like I you know I have a, a friend Brian King who started he did a lot of theater here I want to say it was theater and economics and then he ended up at some point consulting and like helping you know businessmen present themselves better which turned into a different company and a different company I've, that is a business yeah that is real yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know again Chris with the podcast people like Amy Poehler who obviously we all know oh, her name. yeah Amy oh, really? Poehler was here as well and um, Tom McCarthy, who wrote Spotlight, and like that kind of people. But then there are also people who are lawyers and judges, who did theater, you know, or or Paula Eben, who is one of our anchor women in Boston, kind of thing. So it's all over the place. Lots and lots and lots of really great teachers have come out of our program and are mm -hmm. teaching theater in different places. So yeah, it's it's hard to pin down just one person. Chloe, we have a student, Chloe Ferboda, who was in Curious Incident. She's pre med. You know, there's no wow. there's no particular like oh 
you're in theater, you're this right. kind of person. So at least not here. That is nice. Yeah, so it's that's really nice. It's all over the place. Getting a huge mixed group for the plays must be kind of weird too. Fixing those schedules first off with a pre med student. Oh, that's the <laughs> worst. Yeah. How do you do that? Um, it depends. You know, usually you ask everybody for their schedules, and the hardest thing, especially often, is for, you know, I'll have a freshman come in and they kind of want to know, well, why didn't I get cast ultimately? And you'll say, okay, I rehearse. Not, not with everybody, but I'm there mm-hmm. Monday through Thursday, like 6.30 to 10, right? You've just told me that you can't work Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, half of this day, you, because of all these different things. So I can't make a play with you because right. you would only be here two hours a week. And because they're over scheduled BC students, they look at you like, uh-huh. So we can make it happen. In we two can hours. make it happen in two hours. And you're like, I can't. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm too old. And I don't think that fast. Right. So <laughs> so depending on what you're doing, it's, you know, it, it's uh, I think it's it's a level playing field once you're there. And if they're there, I know I can use them. Now, it doesn't mean you don't have exceptions because there could be someone that you're just dying to use. Mm-hmm. And then it kicks you in the butt later because your stage manager's like, don't you remember? They can't be here on Thursdays. Oh, like, right. Oh, yeah. Or any of the other days. God. Yeah. So um, so you do your best. Right. Yeah, but it is it's 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 neat that that's the common denominator. And it's also I've done shows here where people have such different backgrounds um, that you just sort of turn around and two people are helping each other run lines. And this guy's a center <coughs> on the football team. And this person is so a couple of years ago, I did a Commedia dell'arte kind of show. So like big circusy okay. kind yeah. of whatever. Uh, and Sky. um Cashman. Yes, we did. John yes, Cashman. We did. God, I hope I didn't get his first name wrong. He, I had had him in, in, in intro, okay. and I think he was the largest human being on the football team at that time. And, and I hate to do it, but like sometimes you're thinking, you're picturing like this theater. I'm like, oh, I need this gigantic person. To, right. like, it would be so great because it's yeah. like circus. Throw people. And I asked, and John, if you ever hear, and I'm saying your first name wrong, I'm sorry. I think it was John Cashman. Anyway, I'm getting old. Um, and there was a young woman who had trained with the uh, Cirque du Soleil like teen team. Yeah. And I, she couldn't have been more than like four eight, and so he came out, and at one moment he just she was seated in the palm of his hand, and he just lifted her up to like this apparatus where she then started doing that kind of silk work. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So and he just stood there and then like received her when she came down. <laughs> and his it, old job. And it was just like this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. But to see them like really helping each other and then he was nervous that he didn't get his lines right and some theater kid was helping him. Like to me, that's what it's all about at Mm -hmm. BC, right? Because it's like all these people from all these different communities and art is the kind of leveler. Like we're all gonna throw down and try our best to do that, so. It's kind of a joke and not really at all a joke that BC students just fill their schedule with everything always like for example lena's pressing buttons today the guy that normally does it is too busy <laughs> he's like transplanting a heart yeah in a lab yeah somewhere like yeah, 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 just yeah fls we're on a dance team together oh nice that. yeah latin dance nice right? yep so i have used entire dance teams before in shows oh really yes there you oh, go. Oh. That would be like talk. a Carol G. Mamma Mia, not, not a Taylor Swift Mamma Mia. I did a <laughs> Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe a couple of years ago. And at the end, there's this like huge battle, right? And yeah. I, I wrote it. It was a long story. And we had puppets in it. As Yes. Just dance yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had giant. So Aslan turns into this like 16 foot puppet puppet that like three people and the actor had to be inside. Wow. So at the end, I'm, I'm like sitting there like, oh. How am I how do I have this battle on stage? I don't have a hundred trolls and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, what if it's a dance battle? So I put an all call out. Like, does anyone want to be in a show? You'll either be the leopard squad who defend <laughs> Asland, or you'll be the wolf squad that defends the evil like white queen. Uh, and three groups got back to me, and one of them had a schedule that I couldn't work with. I think it was like on tap or something. I couldn't. That, oh, they're great. Or, yeah. yeah, but whatever it was at that time, maybe it wasn't on tap or it was Irish Step, but I remember their schedule didn't work out. So Sexual Chocolate was one. Yes! Yes! Uh, we and, interviewed them earlier on the podcast. And Mosty was the other group. Oh, you got the two good. You got two of the best ones. So this. <laughs> this <laughs> two of the dance, most popular ones. Oh, this dance battle at the end was out of control. It was That's absolutely crazy. out of control. Um, and it was, yeah, it was just funny. So, yeah, so I'm not ruling you guys out. <laughs> oh, put, I, put me in. I'm not. 
Oh, me and okay. me and Will normally is here does it with me. Okay, yeah. that's right. funny. That's yeah. really funny. Have you ever been to a Sexual Chocolates Big Show? Second semester? I ha- I've actually, um, depending on the year, I I will like know some of the guys in it or yeah. whatever. And one time I was gonna go, and they're like. I don't know if you should see this one. <laughs> yeah, and I, that's what I was going to ask about. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's always funny because it's yeah. like um, some. I guess when you get over the age of fifty, you become like grandfatherly, like you've never lived a life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I get that a lot. Like I'll have students who will be like, "Oh, well, there's this. There is a part that you should like. It's a little." racy in the show or whatever oh, I'm like, i've been here I'm like, for i'm like thanks longer. thanks kids thanks. <laughs> i know thank you <laughs> thanks for the advice Appreciate but i kind of like it no but i, I was definitely <laughs> i was definitely waved off a performance for sexual chocolate but or sc or sc yeah. last year was it was ridiculous it was ridiculous i can only yeah, imagine it was, you should go this yeah year. i want to go to showdown and, and see showdown was great last year yeah. well, one thing that definitely when when uh, sc and Mosty were in the show and we had an early rehearsal um because in theater, right, there's just this thing that we all know. You go, you clap. If you laugh, that's great, right? But nobody in a theater performance yells, get it, right? <laughs> so, so when they came out in rehearsal and there were friends of theirs watching, all of a sudden they were like yelling all this oh, yeah. kind of stuff. Oh, and so yeah. I had to be like, ah. Uh, you know, this is a kid's show. <laughs> like, you're not going to do this at the actual show, at the show show, right? So that still happened on occasion, but yeah, it's the risk you take when you the dance performances and the the theater performances clearly have a different audience. We're definitely, we're shooting for a little bit. Yeah, here. different uh, yeah. sort of uh, rules of of decorum at the performance. Yeah. I oh suppose. yeah, if, if there's not cheering people. It's screaming in the crowd of the dance performances. We call it, it's just a dead crowd. Oh, look at that. We don't care okay. how much they're clapping. Yeah. They're dead. Right, you know? right. Yeah, you don't yeah. get that as much. Uh, but yeah, let's have that group come in for uh, Mamma Mia. Maybe no, we just transport it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Latin Mamma Mia. Latin Mamma Mia. Latin Give Mama me like Mia. a bad bunny. Okay. Like, <laughs> we're talking a, a little bad bunny so Mamma wow. Mia. Listen, this is copyrighted if anyone's listening. <laughs> you can't steal this idea. That would be amazing. Bad bunny Mamma Mia would go insane. Yeah. Two dancing to choose. Two uh, Fuego VIP. You got two dancing oh. to work with here. Look at that. We got to do it. Ridiculous. That's the type of thing, though, I would come up with and go into, like, my designers, and they'd be like, I'm sorry, what? You wanna, I'm sorry. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because like, you get these bad. ideas. A, for, a front director friend of mine who taught me called it a, a breakfast table idea, which meant <laughs> you shouldn't talk about it after breakfast. Like, you had it at breakfast. Don't so tell There's something there. Yeah, and you come running, running in, and you're like, dudes, dudes, dudes. It's Romeo and Juliet, but they're robots. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they're like, uh, no. no, please don't do that. Uh, so, not run into that. Right. No. Yeah, <laughs> that would be fun. That but would be maybe. a lot of fun, though. Um, yeah, and we have the, uh, you guys know we have a dance minor. Yeah. You yeah. dance people. Yeah. So um, there are certain opportunities that you can get credit for. Like if you were to be the assistant choreographer or something like that on a show, you can get academic credit if you're really? a dance minor. Yeah. Just thinking about it. Just so you know. Honestly, maybe. I was talking to my advisor about that this morning so that I have room for another minor. Because uh, I was going to pick up another concentration in CSOM, but I already have two. I didn't realize you could only have two. So, oh. minor. You're yeah. Really yeah, you don't want to unstructured time. No, why would no, you do no, that? No. Why, why would I have free time? Yeah. No, the, dance, day, you the, know what I mean? the thing that's cool about the dance minor is, so I put out um, like a questionnaire at the end of last year. Because right now, I think we probably have about 40 minors. In the dance I'll, minor? I'll have to check, maybe a little bit more. Um, <laughs> and it's just a minor, right? Not a major? Just a minor. Okay. But it's still growing. So I put, like, we have the ability to bring somebody in. So I was saying at the time, like, what do you want? You know, we have ballet and we have jazz and we have uh, musical theater dance and contemporary. We want Latin whatever. dance. Maybe we want some Latin dance we need in Latin there. Dance. Yeah. Hip hop. Hip hop. Is there. Tap what? was a big one that came up. I can imagine Irish dancing. Irish dancing. Yeah. We have one of the best Irish dancing teams in the country. I didn't even realize that. I, thought, I don't know why that doesn't surprise me. I feel like we <laughs> at all. Like, we're I, Irish I feel like we would. You know, I feel like that's a good. Yeah, it's crazy. There's a shocking number of people that are like internationally ranked. In okay, the now, it's, now it's now it's uh, Celtic Thunder, Mama Mia. Yes, yes, Celtic Thunder. <laughs> right, what's a good Irish Irish band? That we can rock with here. The Pogues? I don't know. Sure. I think of somebody just died from the Pogues, I think, a couple of days ago. But yeah, why not, right? Bring them in. We have a team international. It's going to be international. The narrator will be Pitbull. Of course. Yeah. Of the, of whole, course. Of the yes. whole piece. How does the um, the dance matter work right now? What kind of teachers and classes are offered? So we have one full time faculty member. We have two part time faculty members. So you can take um, various levels of ballet. And you could take a class called History of Ballet. History of Ballet counts for the dance 
the so, uh, you have to take a, his, a sort of a history section within d the dance minor, so that counts for that. It also counts for your art score, so you could take that instead of like intro theater. There's also a class called Fundamentals of Dance that also counts for your art score. That's the other one. Musical theater one and two, contemporary jazz one and two. I think that's kind of where we're at right now. Okay. Um, and then seeing you know, over time, if we have people who are interested, like the last thing you want to do is bring in a part-time teacher, right? And then nobody shows nobody up for the it, class. Yeah. But yeah. if you had, you know, some people who are like really interested, like I, I really think Latin dance would be a great thing to add. Latin dance is a huge draw. Yeah. The, uh, the shows are really, really popular. It's a fun dance style. It's Plus, amazing there's so how many much dances kinds. at BC. Oh yeah. Just student 17 dance teams. Yeah, it's Isn't huge. It's ridiculous, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Latin dance specifically, so I'd never done it obviously before I got here. Uh, we just tried out like when we got, which is great, freshman year yeah. for the sake of it. It was fun, so we we joined up. Uh, I like it because there's so many different kinds. You know, you get on stage, you do the slow and sexy bachata, then you do like the the fast merengue, and then like the hybrid salsa, and then there's a million other ones that we're just kind of like touching on. Yeah. So it's a nice spread. You know, yeah. you can kind of do a little bit of all the styles. Yeah. And, and a great way to meet people great way to meet people yeah yeah a lot of the people on there are some of my best friends nice. you know, it works out really nicely yeah i think people bond i mean I, I i think people bond over sports you know different activities you do together but theater and dance it's the same thing like it's mm -hmm. a team this is a team effort and it never seems possible a week before yeah do you know what i mean yeah. and then somehow you pull it off together and, and mm -hmm. or maybe a podcast right and then you like you're 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 kind of comrade in arms now right yeah. like we've done this thing together we could depend on each other so um, so I can see that being super popular, but yeah, I would love to to include dance, uh, the dance teams more. That'd be we'll a lot see. of fun. We've got big plans. We already have big plans for next year. Yeah, getting his brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about the uh, the improv and the sketch comedy groups as yep. well. So how did you get involved with that? So so honestly, I was just approached by Fleabag. So I had a lot of friends who were in Fleabag when I was uh, an undergrad, and Fleabag in particular has. I mean, a, a really long history of sending people to Saturday Night Live. I mean, there's more than a few who have, mm -hmm. you know, followed that. Nancy Walls is a person that a lot of people don't necessarily know her name. Um, but Nancy um, did all of the improv stuff. She um, was on Saturday Night Live. And now I think we don't know her name as much, but you know her as she's that woman who's on the office who's married to Steve Carell and she is married to Steve oh. Carell yeah, um, <laughs> and she manages him uh, and she is God, I had such a crush on her <laughs> anyway was she um, your year no was she it? I think was a senior when I was she was a senior I think when I was a freshman she didn't talk to me okay you have good taste bro. yeah um, <laughs> no but uh, she was pretty amazing and uh, but yeah so so Fleabag was the first one where I was back teaching here and I think something changed and then groups needed advisors mm. and for Fleabag in particular uh, Chris Hill was one of these people around oh, was he on Fleabag yeah he was in Fleabag really um, a lot of people that I know from Fleabag just reached out to me and said hey I heard Fleabag needs an advisor you're gonna do it and you're not gonna like mess with them at all Okay. Because that because Fleabag was always so independent, Just gonna let them could do their own yeah, thing. Yeah. So yeah. they were like, "Do it, but don't really do it." Do it, which is crazy, right? And then um, Asinine asked me to do it as well. And um, I think the improv scene, you know, maybe starting from Fleabag, but now there's uh, all these different groups. There are sketch comedy groups. Mm -hmm. um, CCE, uh, all of these different things. It's just a different like means of performance and expression that right. is like, you know, like we were laughing before, like how could you practice for days and days and days right. when you're just going to do improv, right? But it's, and that, <laughs> that's like, we can say that as a joke, but it's because we, it, they make it seem so easy. Right. You know, and I think lots of times people go to those performances and they're like, oh, this is pre-planned. I mean, you don't realize how tough it is until you try to do it. Right. Exactly. All you have to do is start trying to make a joke on the fly and you yeah. won't be able to do it's it. It's like, so. what? You're just going to play the trumpet, pick it up and play it. Right? right. Like, it takes a huge it amount of, uh, yeah. of work to right. do it. So, yeah, it's, I, I think since the time that I was an undergraduate here, performing arts in general uh, at BC have just skyrocketed. There, there are more acapella groups than ever, more dance groups than ever, improv groups, sketch comedy, filmmakers, podcast makers, you know, all of this kind of stuff. It's an insane um, number of podcasts now. Yeah, and <laughs> I was like 10. I just saw on something that some parent had commented that the performing arts and theater in general, or, or theater in particular, is like BC's best kept secret. And I'm like, God, how do I make it not a 
secret. <laughs> like, like it's it's here. How does it become our worst? I want it to be our worst kept secret. You are the only one of these, like the dance groups, the the acapella groups. You have your own building. Yeah, yeah right. Fair like, enough. The most one of the most popular buildings because it's where the dining hall is too. Right. Why? And, <laughs> and it's not us. So a lot of people think that the, the academic theater department runs Rob Sham. We don't. So Rob oh, Sham is under. OSI. So oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay. So we're actually just a renter. Really? You know, it's just we tend to do the same shows all the time. Is that how normally is at schools? No. It's run by, no. No. It's usually that's your that's theater. your building, huh. right? Not that I think we're ever going to pry it away from OSI. But I mean, they're never no. given anything. Up, right. So, that, yeah. so we literally have to be like, next year we want to use it these same times. Is that cool? Um, right now, the director is Kier Burns. He's a wonderful guy, and we like totally see eye to eye. So mm. we it's all pretty much the same space. But recently, in the last two years since I became chair, I've done some fundraising and because I because I never left. I do know so many people <laughs> over the years, right? Yeah. So these wonderful families uh, have given donations that gave, gave us all new lights, for instance. Okay. This family, the Esposito family, who are absolutely wonderful, and their daughter Gabby was in my shows, and they gave us these brand new lights. And I remember the head of the, uh, Kier Burns, head of the theater was like, so, like, do we bag them up when you guys aren't using them? I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. we'll share. We can share, right? But uh, it is odd sometimes to like rent in the space. But but Rob Sham is getting some new updates um, that I'm pretty excited about. So new sound system, new everything. Mm -hmm. You saw a curious incident, like what we can do with projections now. Oh it's, yeah, it's pretty intense. But yeah, we do need more, more space. We need a, uh, a another <coughs> performing arts <coughs> space on yeah. campus. We need donors to update the dance like you guys are over on the in the Brighton, Brighton yeah. right I was hearing about this too yeah it's, a, about updating it's, it. it's a it's a big space it's beautiful it is old the heat's yeah. inconsistent does not there's no AC no the our AC is opening the window the, in the winter. Right. yeah that's what the roof do. leaks sometimes mm -hmm. so I'm happy happy to have it right but we need to, we need more and we need to do more with that so somebody said to me and this may just be completely untrue oh good let's hear some me, yes yeah, yeah, some untrue rumors um, yeah uh, I think it might have actually been my dad saying this. Uh, they had plans to tear down the Brighton studio and re just completely rebuild it at some point. They announced that last year, apparently. Oh, really? I don't I, know if that's true. I, I don't um, know either. I didn't hear that. Um, I don't mind if they tear it down and rebuild it as long mm -hmm. as they rebuild it. Right. So, yeah. Right. Let's just put another base. I mean, it's a nice, there. big, huge space, and it cracks me up because, you know, that was where the seminarians, like, used it as their gym right right so it's yeah. like a basketball court and two racquetball courts are now like a dance oh, floor what's that hanging two... in the ceiling yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> nothing yeah, right just ignore that right so um no this would be great if we had someone like i think we need someone like you know how you can donate enough money that your name's on something yeah now? we need one of those yeah, we need that we need yeah. mini to come in we do need me and be to like that yeah just put just mini that's gonna be the, the imagine a building just as mini the mini, <laughs> the mini theater dance facility <laughs> um uh, but yeah, the, the, the more of that, the better, because it, we're bursting at the seams. Like, mm. Rob, we should have a camera somewhere in Robsham that we could show, like, a, you know, some aerial view of how that, that r building is always bustling. Right. Like the next group is coming in as this set is getting torn down and a new one is getting built and right. week of dance is waiting in the wings and yeah. you know it's incredibly busy. Mm -hmm. I'm on the e-board for Jasa and our culture show every year sells out Robsham. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's one event after another, you know, that just comes in and does that. So it's pretty if, cool. If the theater department owned that, though, like, there, there's some other schools. I think we saw this uh, in Cronin's class. He showed some other school made this huge, incredibly complicated set. Uh, is that just something that you couldn't do because you don't own the theater? No, I, we have huge. Well, I don't know what school you were talking about. We like have Northeastern some, or something. Yeah, we have some pretty some complicated set, but the, but it has to come down. Like the show right. comes down on Sunday at four, and everyone says mm. hi to the audience, and then they run back in, and we're taking it apart, and wow. it's gone by the end of that night mm. because something else is moving in. So, like yeah, it's like carnival. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. asking for everything under the sun, but I, at <laughs> Northwestern. They had like three or four theaters with a common shop. So you could, I was actually in a show that opened in one theater and for the second weekend, they had just rolled the whole set back and put it into, <laughs> you know, the theater that didn't have the fountain because a right. different show was opening in that theater. So yeah, we That's need cool. some more space. We need some more performing arts space because you're right. If we never will be, so I can say it, if the theater department was in charge of the theater, it might be harder for salsa to come in and use it because we'd be greedy you know like i mean right. it's possible right so we just need more right more 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 but i heard a rumor that mm. they were thinking about having like a big 
uh, like another McElroy kind of situation built on lower and like somehow mm-hmm. Rob Sham was attached to that and then it would have more performance spaces. So I've heard of it. That's the big green space. Like the big huge grass areas where oh, I thought it was gonna cut well if it's attached to Rob Sham, I don't think it would reach the green space. Yeah, well, oh maybe not. I think it was just gonna take out like it would take out huh. like two rows from the mod lot, I think, was the idea. Got it. Okay. But, I, but let me tell you something. We're uh, theater chair still pretty low on the total pulse. So I don't know that you I heard nothing. any. Right. <laughs> yeah. I could just be making this up right now to start a rumor. They do need another student spot on lower campus, though. It's it's Huge weird. Thing. McElroy in the far back corner is right. the student play. And right. It's not. It's just the dining hall. Right. Nobody hangs out there. Right. Yeah, we, don't we have do. One. We yeah, just don't that have would one. be great. You know, with touring colleges, I will say that was like the common theme is everyone had this huge nice big student space with dining all here like fast food whatever there just yeah. like big open area we don't really have that we yeah. don't really have that yeah. we got McElroy yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. we got the rat we yeah. got the rat but uh but yeah that would be cool and what would that look like did you get anything from that rumor mm-hmm. for the uh no. The theater department? no there was about to be a, a meeting with a very nice person who was going to tell us like what we wanted like if they were to attach the space what would we mm-hmm. need and use and podcast room uh, in a podcast room and then uh, we started making a list of what it would look like and then I got like a hasty call back that they were like oh did I say that um, no. I shouldn't have said that uh, I'll, I'll call you later <laughs> so it just <laughs> I, I think what happened with someone was like oh no actually we're going to build that new entrance to like the basketball thing right or whatever right. So I'm not better <laughs> I'm a little bit a little bit a little bit now better. the theater department doesn't raise millions for for BC, mm. as some of our sports do, so I can understand that. But I mean, give us more space. I mean, some of our sports—it's mainly just basketball and football, mainly. Yeah, honestly, I've hey, seen hockey. and hockey. I'm sorry, yeah. and now hockey. Correction, now hockey. I was—I was looking at that. A lot of the big, like the huge D1 schools, we're talking like Bama and Florida. They get all of their money from football. Everything else loses money. Oh and really? Yeah, oh every, yeah. Not even doesn't make a problem, just loses money, yeah. and football is just tanking. And BC, I'm sure, since we're so good at hockey, it's a little bit different, but uh, probably the same way. Yeah, though. I'm pretty sure theater we we break even. That's yeah. about it. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> we only ever do anything for one weekend. Right. You know what I mean? So to be an academic theater department, um, you know, you have to think about like the students and are they encountering these different things. So a lot of times you're going to do a play that's like, this is going to be really good for our students. Are a lot of people going to come? Maybe not, okay, because they haven't heard of this particular play. You know what I mean? And that's all you can ask, for, right? So right? somewhere, somewhere in there, you do want to like Rent sold really, really well, and those students got it because it's a crazy experience, as you know, to perform before a sold-out house, right? That's just—it's wild. It's yeah. a different experience. So it's nice to do that <laughs> sometimes. But if it were a money-making thing, we would just do maybe Mamma Mia for several years every Forever. weekend, right? Taylor Swift, Mamma Mia, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every other weekend, yeah. But Maybe it, lie in the witch in the wardrobe. It is, uh, you know, <laughs> stepping into being chair, um, which sometimes I feel like I became chair. You know that old joke where it'd be like I'm asking for a volunteer and everybody else steps backwards. Right. That's kind of how it happened with me. So, um, <laughs> but uh, you do start to see the other sides of it that I never thought of before. Like, oh right, you give us a certain amount of money and we have to spend it on things and like you know what I mean all yeah. of a sudden to realize all these different things have to happen and um, so that's been really interesting to see like how things work at BC the, the you know hiring of people and um, picking classes and all that kind of stuff so it's 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 an interesting balance to keep that show afloat I definitely. suppose definitely so we are running out of time fortunately so we got to wrap it up that's but fun. we've got plans we got big plans we got huge plans yeah. coming up for, Massive plans are coming for, up for, for uh, working with all our groups together. No, I really enjoyed it. You guys are doing an, an amazing job. So thanks just for let me know when you get Bad Bunny's permission. All right. Yeah, that's I gotta all, reach. All, I have to know. have my people reach. Gotta out. reach out. Yeah. You know, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and we, okay. That was a good end. To end on that. That was fun.